it's Friday, and you know what that means. Another edition of the Friday Five. Just a fair warning to all you lovely D2B2 listeners. The first 15-ish minutes of this file are a little bit quieter than the remainder of the recording. So, just be ready to turn the volume down a couple notches when you hit it. You'll, you'll know it when it comes to you. Sorry about that, y'all. Hope you dig the show. type of fox me out here on a friday in the underground bitch d2b2 sports coming at you friday five coming in hard profanity in the first five seconds yeah just starting out hot calling everyone actually i was calling nick a bitch i don't think i was calling you guys you didn't even bitch. use the word bitch you used the word fuck uh, did you no i said bitch come i said coming out hard in this bitch uh, yeah, yeah. yeah straight into the gusto it's going uh, to be a good episode. Yeah. Anytime we start swearing before we've even mentioned the word football, it's going to be a banger. That Speaking of bangers, I'm Derek Weber. Derek. Derek. That's right. I called myself a banger in that I was, intro. Yeah, I was hoping. I was going to ask. Yeah, well, For the record, I'm Nikki Singer. Hey, Nikki, cover Winkler in bees. You can do it. We're pumped to be here, man. This is uh, we're we're getting silly early. We've been sitting around here bullshitting as we finished putting our picks together, as we finished finished putting our lineups together. I'm not even entirely sure that Nick is finished. I might have just launched in on him, but I think okay. he's I think he's set. Sweet. Hell yeah. Uh, you look good over there. You know? I feel good. Fuck I feel yeah. Better. You should. I'm dragging a little bit, but we're uh, we're coffeeed up. We've mm-hmm. got two more cups on deck. Backup coffee on deck. It's going to be a banger of an episode, not as much of a banger as my counterpart sitting across from the table at me, but episode-wise, it's going to get banged out. Do you want to start, do you want to recap how we did last week? Do you want to dive right in? I believe you've got the stats in front of you on that. I don't have them in front of me. I, I do. I've, I yet again did poorly, to no to no surprise. You had a tough week. You had a little bit of a tough week. Um, I think we have to reevaluate what you're doing prop-wise. Because you've gone the same direction in back-to-back weeks. And listen, if, if you want me to be very honest, you haven't even been close. No, it's been pretty rough. I'm, I'm over to you. I'm a Bio, player props a with the bad quarterbacks I've been picking. Yeah. Stay tuned. I think I am switching directions slightly on the prop bet this week. You, you've bet two quarterbacks to go over one-and-a-half touchdowns, and I think they've combined for zero in two games. I don't think either one has thrown a touchdown. Yeah, that's a tough break. Oh, wait, no. I think Baker threw one in week one. Jameis Winston definitely did no, not. Jameis, one. no touchdowns. Four picks. <laughs> no touchdowns. <laughs> but, you know, I uh, I, I did. I, I definitely internalized the way those went for me. I, I saw the pattern. I saw the writing on the wall. And I, I realized it was time to make a change. For once in my Live. I was hoping there was going to be a, a, a sing note coming in. Yeah, yeah. A little MJ drop. Yeah, because I had to look in the man in the mirror 
and figure out how to make that change. If we get to it and you're you're ripping off another quarterback after one and a half touchdowns, I'm cutting you off and I'm making you pick something. Yeah, but what if I picked a really good quarterback? Then it wouldn't be one and a half touchdowns. We'll see. (laughs) But yeah, man, this is exciting. We drop the Friday Five, which is consistent of three singular bets, one prop bet, one parlay, and then we're going to throw some DFS at you. Then we're going to throw some survivor picks at you because we're not going to give up. We're not going to stop up. We're going to work harder. God, I got so many music references in me today. All very particular to like 90s R&B. How many more do you have on deck? We'll find out. I mean, the day is young, man. We're just getting started. I heard you singing before we started recording, but you were kind of low in volume. I couldn't hear exactly where you were going. Well, I was getting warmed up, you know? Just, just lubing the pipes. L- lubing the pipes? That's what I a banger does. A banger likes to lube the pipes. I don't know that that's a common expression. As someone who's been like singing since I was young, I've never had anyone tell me to lube my pipes before. Your pipes sound good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Is that like a porn expression? Do you think they lube their pipes in the porn biz? Not a porn expression. If anybody would know, it'd be one of the two of us. <laughs> What's that implication? You, I, I, listen, I included myself. I don't know. You decide, buddy. <laughs> think Nick's trying to imply heavy watching of porn by us? No, no, no. No, we're just talking about porn. We're only talking about expression. Oh, no, we're just interested in the biz. Yeah, we're just discussing the ins and the outs, if you will. And I will. Come on, man. That was too easy. Slam dunks out here. too easy. Yeah, you set them up, I'll knock them down. Bing bong. My first B2 of the day. Bing bong. Holy <laughs> God. <laughs> the cat is climbing there the toy is shelf aggressively. Catastrophic crap. And I'm going to get a picture of this real quick. This will be on the Twitter feeds for y'all. Oh, yeah. He does not know what to do next at all. No, he's pretty clueless on this one. Oh, 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 down goes cat. Down goes the cat. He's he's looking at trying again. He's looking up there like, I could make that fucking leap. I was close last time. I was right there. This is Bronxy. No, this is Frank. Damn it. There's four cats in this house, and I always mix two of them up. One of them is named Mittens after her mitten-looking paw, so that's very easy to keep track of. The other one's an old bitch I've known for a long time, so she's easy to keep track of. This is inconsequential. The remaining nobody, two... <laughs> nobody has any interest in this whatsoever. Why are we talking about it? Well, the cats have been part of the podcast up to this point. I figure we should keep the people in the loop about it. Keep them abreast, if you will. I just... Well, I will do that. I just wanted them to know what the crash in the background was if nothing else that's fair enough we can get back on task yeah the names of his cats and my perils and keeping track of them are probably not the most interesting material in the world tbd d's yes you got one in three last week i did uh jags colts over 48 you got halfway there but all the points were scored by the jags brutal the colts did not no no contributions by by the colts yeah Bad. In any way. Yeah, yeah, they gave me a goose. Uh, Browns minus six and a half. This, somehow they lost this game. Amazingly enough, they actually... You really got burned here pretty, pretty bad in the way that this evolved. Because, first of all, <laughs> the Browns would have won this game if Nick Chubb just doesn't score a touchdown with under two minutes to go to put them up by 13 points for no reason whatsoever when they could have just ran the clock out, won the game, and went home. But instead, Nick Chubb scores a touchdown to put them up by 13 
when they were already up by seven, covering your six and a half points. And then they missed the extra point. And then somehow allow the J-E-T-S Jets to air out a 66-yard touchdown pass to Corey Davis, recover an onside kick, and stomp down the field again to win the game 31-3 on the road. The Jets. Badass Joe Flacco. That's what we get for talking all that smack through two weeks about Joey Flax. We're not done with that yet. Teaser. (laughs) Teaser. Teaser. Oh, man. I am. I laid off a Joey Flack this week after last week. That was your beat. That was a bad beat. Yeah. That one absolutely constitutes a bad beat. Yeah, like, I, all you have to do is have a team not score, and you're going to cover. And then they score and allow the Jets to score twice in under two minutes. Yeah, rough B2 for sure. Big brutal, time B2. Brutal bad B. B3. B3. Yeah, that's uh, that was actually one of the OG intended meanings of B2 was bad beats. That was one of the early defining B2s. <laughs> it was D. It was the whole foundation. That's true. Yeah, deep dives and bad beats. Yeah, that's it. That's, that was the peanut butter on the peanut butter jelly sandwich. We we covered your... I guess uh, it was the jelly on the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Because well, peanut butter and jelly, D2 and B2. So the B is... Well, wouldn't the B be the butter? Peanut well, butter, B, butter. Well, no, it's not like... <laughs> Why would it be the jelly? It's because it's like D2 you is... You changed your mind at one point. No, you D2, initially well, said it was the peanut butter. No, D, then well, you were like, no, it's got to be the jelly. Well, it's got to be the jelly because D2 is the peanut butter because it comes first in the phrase. Peanut butter and jelly, D2 and B2. Hmm. I'm going off the sequential part of this. It's just like just the way, that, the right. order they're phrased. The B2 is the jelly. I've never heard anybody say they wanted a J and PB. That would sound weird. Yeah, right. What would you make somebody if they asked you for a J and PB? I think I'd still make them the same sandwich, yeah. but I'd feel really weird about it. I would make them a pizza. They would get like a jalapeno pepperoni bacon pizza. <laughs> I think I would just tell them to make their own fucking sandwich. Which everybody would rather have than a peanut butter and jelly anyway, unless you're four years old. I don't know, man. People like the PBJ still. I've always been more of a peanut butter and banana guy myself. You're a fucking communist. You should be hanging out with Carson Wentz. <laughs> I, dude, I will not hang with the commies. Dude, bananas are delicious. Banana is not a sandwich item. Have you ever seen a monkey eat a sandwich? No, sir, I have not. Solution. That's it. Uh, yeah, you got me there. I I lose this argument. I've never seen a monkey eat a sandwich, therefore, you're right. You got me. I, I admit defeat, sir. Texans, plus 10. This was your cover of the week. Boring game. Horrible game. Horrible game. Uh, 16-9. Broncos. The Broncos needed 10 points in the fourth quarter to win this game. The Broncos were losing entering the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a true fact. What do you make of this? The Broncos have lost to the Seahawks and almost lost to the Texans in their home opener. Are you, what's your level of concern? Um, one to 10. I'm going to say like a seven and it's only quite that high because that division is just so brutally good. Like, that's the part of it more that feels deeply concerning to me more than any of it. It's like, because that vision's so good, starting out like this is deeply concerning. Um, the other part of it that I give it a seven is, through two games, Nathaniel cannot seem to hack it. <laughs> I couldn't resist the terrible pun. Everybody's good. making it. It's just it's such good. an it's obvious good. joke. It's been used. I know it's been used, but it's, God, I love puns. I just fucking love puns. But yeah, no, I love buns. 
Man, I like I like big buns. There it is. Uh, two B's. <laughs> that many. Big buns. Did you see this? At one point in that game, the, the fans, the Broncos fans were chanting the play clock ticking down. I like, did hear I was that. trying yeah. to encourage Nathaniel Hackett to run a play or just like not let the clock run out and Yeah. That's after sixty four yard field. Yeah. Did you hear Russell Wilson's uh <laughs> Answer about when he was he was asked in the press conference if the fans counting down the clock helped. No. What did he... <laughs> he gave the most like vanilla quarterback answer in the world. It was like, if in the situation we need to know the play clock, then yeah. Classic Russ. Yeah, just like sidestep the whole thing because it's all about family and faith and football and whatever the other fucking thing was in that stupid video he made. I didn't. Oh, it's so funny. I know it's, it's out there, and I just wouldn't do it. It's really bad. There's, like, some horrible dancing going around. Right? Oh, yeah. Dude, it's, it's bad stuff. It's, it's hilarious, but it's bad stuff. Anyway, let's march forward. So uh, that was that was my disaster of a week. Lay out how you did. Can I just toot a horn a little bit and say that this is going to be a slightly more positive recap than yeah. yours was? Toot, toot. Because your boy was 4-0 last week. Four, we hit everything. Uh, Jags plus three. Never a doubt. Twenty-four nothing. Shout out of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, my candy shell, my green candy shell. When I announced that this motherfucker is hard. Uh, Eagles minus one and a half. Twenty-four-seven domination of the Minnesota Vikings. At one point, I said that you can't necessarily stop justin jefferson you can only hope to contain him we tried to figure out where that phrase came from never came up with the answer by the way but i pointed out that i thought james bradbury and darius slay could at least slow him down well justin jefferson finished the game with one catch darius slay finished the game with two catches on kirk cousins that's a funny way to phrase that because darius slay is not on the same team he plays on the opposition Mm mm-hmm and yep. he's not supposed to be able to catch the ball more than the best one. Yeah, the yeah. he doesn't get targeted. He actually, the quarterback tries to avoid throwing to him, which is why it's very impressive that he, in fact, caught two. Kirk Cousins in prime time, man. Yeah, that is so weird. Cardinals Raiders over 51 and a half. This, this is the opposite of a bad beat. I really, really lucked out here. And at some point when I'm bitching, about a bad beat that I get later on. Bad beat bitching. B-cubed. You're going to have to remind me of how lucky I got here. Because this required overtime. It required a touchdown in overtime. It also required the Cardinals to score and convert a two-point conversion as time was ticking off the clock. But we got there. <laughs> it's going to the window. My last prop. That was, this was a walk in the park, too. Kirk Cousins over 241 passing. Kirk Cousins over 300 yards again. Even my parlay only came up one short. Three out of four of my four-leg parlay got home. Lions money line, over 48.5 in the money line. I'm sorry, in the Lions game, both easy. Bengals money line fell short for me on the road against the Cowboys, but we hit the under 42 in that game. Three out of four doesn't bring you home. But, I mean, if you would have told me last week that the only one of those that was going to lose – was the Bengals money line? I would have said you were nuts. And then it would have turned out you were actually peanut butter. Smooth. 
I was peanut butter all along, dog. <laughs> Always have been. So bringing it home, hot week for your boy Nikki Sager. Four no, only lost a quarter unit parlay. Three point seven five. Yeah, dog, that's a hot week. Can't confirm. Mm. Like your style, man. That's getting on down. Week three plans to be a little more challenging. I think. I, I was discussing earlier with you that I am not much of a fan of this slate of games. At it's least, fa- it's a fact. Substantially less than I was the past two weeks. That is one of the sentences you greeted me with. In fact, like your greeting to me was like, "Oh, Hades." Yeah. This slate of games sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's exactly. how that went down this morning. Yeah. One hundred percent. But I think we found some angles. I, I like a couple things that I I put together here. I feel I feel confident as always. Yeah, man. I uh, I have to say. I'm playing a lot of road action across the board. There's just a lot of the games I like, the teams I like the most are on the road. So we're we're rolling with some road dogs this week. Not, a, not I shouldn't call them road dogs because some are dogs, some are not. But I, I like I'm, the expression. I'm gonna call week three a prove it week. Ooh. I've got an angle. My angle is is, is prove it nice. basically. I like the prove it, and. Uh, you know, I've got a lighter on me again this week, so we can go back to flipping for it. Chuck it as far as you can. Ch- chuck it. I'm going to chuck it close by me. We're going to go back to the classic Bick or Backside. Bick. <laughs> Landed on the table this time. On into- Insane. <laughs> I'm not great at flicking things. It's weird. Uh, but it is Bick. You got it right. How come you didn't say I'm not good at flicking my Bick? Oh, that was right there, dude, man. It was right there. It was right there. Big right. sponsorship. Out the window. Uh, gone. Trashed. Now, Bic, At least we, you said it was a Bic. You could have just said a liner. Bic, we, I basically exclusively use Bic lighters as a, a like a real thing in my life. So you're Bic, a, you're a man how about your boy? You're a man of principle. They're just the best lighters on the market. And I'll talk about that every week, Bic. Holler at us. <laughs> What's up? But uh, yeah, you do you want to go first or second? No, I want to go second. All right. Then in that case, we're going to start with our three, right? I, I presume? I'm excited to hear what kind of metaphor you're going to come up with. That's oh, the, that's why I want to go second. Nice, is I'm right. just going to piggyback your metaphor. Well, my metaphor and spin it somewhere. My metaphor is inspired by a conversation we had off air as we were getting set up, and uh, this is called the three step plan to profits. <laughs> step one: collect underpants. Mm-hmm. Building underpants build business. Business? Wait, do you know anything about business? Sir, that's what gnomes do. Show us. Okay, follow me. This is the Chiefs minus five and a half at the Colts. A little bit because it feels like a trap game. So you look at it and you're like, why would collecting underpants help make money for me? Dude, why are you taking Tweak's underpants? Yeah, look what you're doing to this poor kid. And I look at it and I'm like, (laughs) why would the Chiefs only be favored by five and a half? The Colts scored zero points last week against the Jags and have looked completely inept through two weeks. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have looked like the fucking Chiefs the past two weeks. Fucking Chiefs. Like, I expected this line to be minimum minus seven and a half. Like, I expected to have to win by more than a touchdown to bet the Chiefs. So it feels a little bit like a trap that it's only five and a half. I even mentioned this bet to Nick, and he said it's Colts or bust for him. Yeah. So this is the ever-confusing why would this be step one in a three-step plan to profits. Collect underpants bet. Because you got to collect the underpants. My underpants gnome bet begins. So we talked about this a little bit 
last week. I just think this is a big over overreaction to two weeks of football. This would fit my my prove it theme for the week is coming into the season, the Colts were pretty overwhelming favorites to win that division. They played two shitty games. I mean, they have not looked good in these two games. They did put up over 500 yards of offense against the Texans, and they just kept stalling, like, inside the 40, not even quite in the red zone. They just kept not quite getting into scoring position, scoring territory. It's tough for me to bet against a team that's 0-2 and playing their first home game of the year. I think when you come home and you've already lost two division games, you've got like about as much motivation as anybody in the NFL. I don't think the Colts are a terrible team. I don't have confidence in them winning this game, but I have a hard time thinking that their home opener, while being 0-2, is a game that they just get rolled. I think if anybody can do it, it's probably Kansas City or Buffalo. Kansas City also has a couple extra days to prepare. They played Thursday of last week. But it's just from a scenario standpoint, right? There's no way that I can bet the Chiefs. I'm not racing to bet the Colts either. But, yeah, I stand by what I said. For me, it's it's Colts or nothing. That's the only way I can look at it. Well, that's why it's step one, collect underpants. Collect underpants. I don't have any idea how to follow this metaphor. I mean, is this is the point that you're making that I should bet something that I don't think makes sense? No, no, no. Um, I mean, you don't have to follow the metaphor. It's just a confusing step one. Like, that's not that it's it does or doesn't make sense. It's just confusing. Absurdly confusing. All right, fine. I got one. That's I think is confusing. This is confusing because I don't understand this line. I don't understand this game. It's a game between two god-awful football teams. This is the kind of game that, like, the only reason people would bet this game is if it was on Monday night and there was no other football. And you just, like, had to watch something for football. But uh, I'm going to take the Texans plus three at the Chicago Bears. I guess the confusing underpants collecting portion of this game is what the fuck is going on when the Bears are favored by three points against anybody? Like, what do the Chicago Bears do that makes you think they should be favored by three points against any NFL football team? Yeah, dude, I have no clue. Uh, <clears throat> the game being at Soldier Field? It's like, the, that's it? I don't, I don't care about that unless it's flooded. I, I mean, that's... I don't care either about that. The, uh... The Bears' offense is repulsive. Real bad. I, I, there's going to be a segment we should do at some point that's going to cover a lot of the guys that we were all over in fantasy, guys that we like blasted onto lots of best ball teams and lots of our individual fantasy teams, and then also guys that we never touched. And Darnell Mooney was a guy that I luckily never touched, and I'm incredibly glad that he did because this guy is I don't even know if he's been on the football field. His numbers are so bad. He's like a borderline droppable fantasy football wide receiver that most people are taking as like a number two or number three. I'm not prepared to say a lot of this is his fault, but I am prepared to say that Justin Fields has 153 passing yards this year. Ouch. I would have to look this up, but I'm damn near confident that Tua had 153 passing yards in the fourth quarter of their game in week two against Baltimore. 
Yeah, I mean, he has to. That's Recalling the way that game played out, I bet you he threw for a buck fifty in the fourth quarter, which is more than Justin Fields has thrown for this season. That, that holds up. Uh, the Bears do have a very good running attack. I think they're number two in the league DVOA on rushing plays. I don't have a lot of confidence in really anything else about this team. It, this is not the most advanced breakdown ever. It's it's simply how are the Bears favored by three against anybody? That's, That's really why all. It's a collect underpants bet. I suppose. Yeah, I guess. But it, there's just no confidence in me in the Chicago Bears team at all. Yeah, no, dude. Uh, I mean, we we said it in our hot in our season uh, season pre takes. I said they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, like we 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 continue to believe that Chicago is very bad at football. Uh, week one weather game, anything can happen, and anything did happen. And uh, the season will c- carry on, and they will continue to stay at one win for a while. Houston, meanwhile, they're sitting at one and one, just like the Bears. But I mean, the Houston is one and one at a game that they, just like we mentioned, uh, required blowing a fourth quarter lead against the Broncos on the road, and they. Oh wait, no, they're o one and one. They tied the Colts in week one. That's right. Yep. That's ridiculous. But they were dominating that game too. Yep, they're about to be one one and one after this one. Suckle. Slot machine and ones. Slot machine ones, son. Nice. All right, so step two step. of your plan. Oh, actually, so you, it actually goes straight to step three. Naturally. Because I have to fill in step two later. Yep. So step three, profits. And my step three profits bet is Bill's Dolphins over 52 and a half. Well, says three is profit. Get it? I don't get it. You see, says one, collect underpants. Says two, I believe that this uh, Tua offense is for real. I think they can score, and we all know the Bills can score like fucking crazy. And uh, I think there's a points fest. I think it goes over 60. I'm pumped to watch this football game. It's going to be really exciting. I'm pumped to watch this football game, too. Um, a A lot of injuries on Buffalo's defense. The curiosity about Buffalo's defense is the Bills, like, never blitz the bills blitzed one time against the rams in week one we're gonna get to this more when i get to my pick but i'm curious how the dolphins offense operates to a team that just drops guys into coverage because their front four amasses so much pressure that they don't ever need to send extra guys because i mean if you really if you really watch the dolphins ravens game the dolphins essentially run two patterns which is a slant to the left and a slant to the right. I mean, it's basically just Tyreek Hill and Jalen Model slanting all over the place nonstop. So slant to the left. Do it. Do it again. Slant to the right. Do they throw a crisscross? Is that when so, they hang on? Whoa, 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 whoa. hands. Is the crisscross when they come out with their uniforms on backwards? That's right, sir. Tell me you get that reference. Are you I, are you yeah, young enough? No, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you old enough to get that? I'm reference? old enough to get the crisscross reference. Yeah, man. I I have. There's a picture of a very young Derek in backward overalls in the world somewhere. How many kids under the age of 15 dressed as that for Halloween? Most. Yeah. Most of them. Yeah, dude. The backward overalls were a fucking hit, dude. Crisscross out here dude. makes you wanna jump, jump. Early 90s clothes. Bro. The Daddy Mac will make you... Fucking ridiculous. Oh, so all, the entire 90s are ridiculous in different ways. And there's like four separate eras of fashion <laughs> that encompass the 90s. And they're all ridiculous. Do you feel like wearing your clothes fucking backwards is by far the worst? 
of any? Probably, but... If you had kids, how would you explain this to your kids? Like, know, even your kids would look at you and be like, why are your clothes on? Yeah, backwards? but I had, you look like a I had Jinkos in 99. So Those like, are terrible, I too. I can't say that backwards overalls are more ridiculous than 40-inch wide for no reason Jinkos. Was this doing... Oh, I can't think of the word. Was this during... Oh, was this part of your Juggalo phase? No, dude, I never Is did this the your Juggalo ICP? phase. No, dude, we've talked about this before. I never <laughs> went down the Juggalo path myself. I was very into, like, the new metal circuit of, like, corn, Limp Biscuit, P.O.D., uh, all oh, of that. Papa Roach? Pa- well, Papa Roach sort of, yeah. I guess they were part of that new metal phase as well. <laughs> I think they were kind of more late alternative. But I digress. Yeah, that was, I mean... Yeah, I was in the wheelhouse to be real into that stuff for sure. I was a ten through thirteen year old boy that that felt the rebellion of that genre in my soul. It's like my parents don't like this. That means it's cool and edgy. It's so bad. God, second week in a row that fucking Papa Roach has come up. Well, I. I did it on purpose that time. Yeah, that's well, that's true. But we won't uh, we won't go deeper into Papa Roach this week. Yeah, Bills Dolphins over fifty two and a half, comprising my profits phase of the underpants gnome stratagem. Big Nick, you got a second bet for me? I do. This. I guess I'll call this the the profit phase because <laughs> I, this is. I like how hard you're trying to stay within my ridiculous metaphor. That's really nice of you. It's a real partner right there, folks. I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's solid. I think I'm a big fan of it, but uh, it's a little bit out there. It's hard for me to keep track of. But I'll play the game, man. I'm I'm here to <laughs> I'm here to, to ride with you, not against you. Um. Yeah, we'll call this the profit phase because this is going to be the play that I'm most most confident in. This would be my three star, my 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 gold medal, if you will. And I will. Thank you, as always. Uh, thank you for that. Well, in the meantime, I'll make sure to tell the people all about checking out our newest podcast from Good Fun Media, dropping next week, Thursday, September 29th. Ooh. After the laugh track's got a premiere date, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be cutting it up about sitcom fandom on that podcast, diving at it from several different angles. The premiere episode, in fact, we'll see a snake draft with myself and three other participants in which we draft various main characters, secondary characters, settings, and a theme song from various sitcoms to build our own dream sitcom with all of the components combined. We then take a couple minutes to explain the basic premise of our show and uh, the roles the characters we've drafted will play within it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, From there, we're going to do all sorts of episodes about different topics within fandom as well as some deep dives into individual episodes of various sitcoms that we love. Make sure to check it out, y'all. Are you pumped? I am pumped. Are you pumped? I can get more pumped. Do do I not seem pumped enough? I can pump it up more. You seem like a you're pumped about like a Tom Brady football. Oof! So that's under pumped, is what you're telling. Slightly. Me. Yeah. Slightly unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's fill it up even more. <laughs> For those, this is, a, this is an audio medium, and I, I did a visual uh, gag. <laughs> Dee's just made a blowfish face at me. There was some cheek inflation. I got more pumped. Yeah, it's good. I inflated. No deflate gate here, folks. All right, gold star pick. Rams minus three, first half. 
Love a good halfback. The Arizona Cardinals on the year are averaging three and a half points in the first half of two football games they've played. They have been decimated by both Kansas City and the Las Vegas say it. There it is. Raiders. In the first half, it took a miraculous comeback by Kyler Murray. Pretty much just tap dancing around the field in the fourth quarter of that game last week to get us to overtime to bring my little over 51 and a half points home. Um, but this team just comes out flat, right? I think this is a horrible, horrible matchup. I would be very comfortable betting the Rams for the full game, but I just think minus three first half is a more advantageous line because you you don't need to worry about Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury doing their bizarre offensive production late, late in the game. Right. Um, especially with a line of four and a half, right? That's a dirty line if you're concerned about getting a backdoor cover or losing to a backdoor cover. The biggest thing that I think is going to be something that the Rams exploit is that it, this number doesn't even make sense, but it's legitimate. The Cardinals blitz on 50% of their plays that they run on defense. At 50% of plays, they blitz, which somehow only generates pressure on opposing quarterbacks 32% of the time. So 32% of plays they run on defense, they pressure the quarterback, even though they blitz 50% of the time. Brutal. Which has resulted in one sack on the year. So we talked about this a little bit when you mentioned the Miami-Buffalo game, but I think... To me, in watching the game, the reason that Stafford had so much problem with the Buffalo defense is that they were able to pretty much just drop everybody into coverage, rush their front four, and leave guys not open. But their front four is so devastating that you can do that and still apply pressure to Matt Stafford. I don't think this is going to be the same issue in this game against the Cardinals because they're going to be forced to blitz all day long to somehow apply no pressure. And let's not kid ourselves here. If we give Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup time to operate against a limited secondary with limited personnel, with Matt Stafford thrown to him, a guy that is used to getting pressure his entire career with the Detroit Lions, this should be an easy recipe for the Rams putting up some points. Easy breezy should be. Strictly from a game script, this looks like a horrible matchup based on everything that I've seen through... Two whole weeks of football. But legitimately, it's a matchup nightmare for the Cardinals. Matchup nightmare. I mean, I love the Rams in this game, so it makes sense that I would love the Rams in the first half of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dig it. Yeah, and only three points to get that first half. It's just nice. we're staying away from the backdoor cover. That's all it is to me. Yeah, well, staying away from those late-game heroics. This is also probably a good strategy when betting against the Lions. Get yourself some first-half action against the Lions. Because they are the cover kings in the late fourth quarter when they're losing. I'm not saying this week's matchup per se. I'm just saying like future tight matchups where the Lions could be, you know, losing substantially, then all of a sudden pull it within three because that's what they do. How do you first halves more often? There's times when it makes sense and there's times when it doesn't, but I think this time it makes a world of sense. That does. What were you about to ask me there? How do I... How do you fill in step two of your three-step ah, plan? Yes. Yeah, of course. 
Step two, the infamous question marks on the underpants gnome's chart of business success. So what are you going to do with all these underpants that you steal? Collecting underpants is just phase one. Phase one, collect underpants. So what's phase two? Hey, what's phase two? Phase one, we collect underpants. Yeah, 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 but what about phase two? Is going to be... Uh, Eagles Commies over 47. Along with uh, that's going to be the the mystery step two that leads us to profits. Okay. And uh, this one is just surprising because it <laughs> relies on fucking believing in Carson Wentz to lead them to offense. Dude, but over over 300 yards passing in both games. Yeah. No, I mean that. Both these offenses are clicking. I actually thought this was just a really low number for a matchup of two offenses that have been really potent both weeks in the season this far. So give me some help. This game is what I used for my dominant stack in our DFS lineup. So I I can't argue you wanted to bet the over in this game if it was my foundation for three of my DFS players. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I'm going to turn this just a hair sideways for oh a boy. second since we were talking about Carson Wentz. Can you name for me the three top quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of passing yards? Top three in the NFL passing yards. Through two weeks? Yes. Uh, I believe that would be Tua. That's number one. Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. Tua, Carson Wentz, and Joe Flacco. The top three quarterbacks. What would, like, how much, how many thousands of dollars would you have won if you would have parlayed those three to be the top three quarterbacks after two weeks in the NFL? The Tua Wentz Flacco combo. Talk about the elites of the elite here, Nick. I don't Top notch. The problem. Carson Wentz is on his third team in like six years. Joe Flacco was 347 years old and Tua's left handed. <laughs> All of them averaging over 300 yards again. Killing it, son. Bizarre. Trey Bizarre. Yeah, that's the my, flip side is that that's like that's my mystery step two in the underpants gnome chart. So here's the flip side. If I asked you to name the top five wide receivers in yardage, like they they all make sense. Yeah. Whereas the top three quarterbacks, none of them make sense. But the top five wide receivers in terms of yardage: Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Like nothing about that is surprising. Waddle's a little surprising being in the top five of that. I mean, like, I thought Waddle was going to have a very good year this year, but if you had told me that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle would both be top five up to this point, I would have thought that was surprising. But again, I think that's partially a reflection near. of the Tua surprise. Nowhere remotely close to the level of surprise over the three quarterbacks. Oh, I agree. I, I still agree on that front. However, just to, just to note that two of them are Dolphins receivers is interesting. What else you got for me, dog? Give me your. I guess this is my your... question. This is my question mark too, because I don't, I don't understand this line. Again, this fits into both my prove it theme that I talked about earlier, as well as my overreaction theme that I talked about last week. But uh, give me the, give me the Bengals minus four and a half. 
against the Jets. I didn't bet against the Jets in week two. You did, and you should have won. But the the Bengals are 0-2, coming off a year where they were Super Bowl runner-ups. This is about as much of a prove-it situation as you're ever going to have in the NFL, and you get to do it against the New York Jets. Yeah, I was very. I wanted to come out and hammer this game, and getting burned by Flacco last week decided not to. It's understandable, but I'm focused more on Cincinnati than I am on the Jets. I think we we just get it that the Jets aren't good. Some weird fluky things happened in that game. We talked a little bit about why I didn't bet the team total under sixteen and a half. Well, I'm sorry, why I wanted to bet under 17 and a half, but it ended up being 16 and a half, and I couldn't do it because I thought that one point was just dirty. Well, the Jets had 17 points with a minute and 50 seconds left in that game. But if the Browns, again, don't score for no reason whatsoever and just let the game end, then the Browns cover, and this line is probably seven. But because of that stupid ending, we're probably getting two and a half points of value, I think, on the Bengals. There's no reason this should be less than a touchdown. The Bengals were seven-point favorites at Dallas. You're going to tell me that the Jets are only two-and-a-half points worse than Dallas? I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care if it's Cooper Rush. I still think that the Cowboys are more than two-and-a-half points better than the Jets. I know the Bengals have had some problems blocking. The pressure on Joe Burrow has really been what the issue is. But they played the Steelers with T.J. Watt in Week 1. They played the Cowboys with Micah Parsons in Week 2. The Jets don't have anybody that can apply pressure like those two guys. So None. you think this is going to be a Bubba Sparks week because they're going to get it right, get it right, get it tight? Yeah. Nice. I don't know if – I think that's a 2000s song. I don't think it's a 90s it song. It is. No, it's a 2000s But jam. It's a 2000s it jam. It's, it's it early 2000s, but it's a 2000s jam. You're right about that. Yeah. I think that the Bengals have a solid pass rush. I know the Jets don't have a solid pass rush. The Bengals secondary is probably good enough to slow down a team of wide receivers that have roughly 14 games of experience in the NFL, unless you count Corey Davis. But four and a half points, I, I, I feel comfortable. I don't care if they're on the road. It's a prove-it spot. I don't think Cincinnati sucks. I just don't, right? I also do not believe Cincinnati sucks, and I still think the Jets suck. I absolutely think the Jets suck. Yeah, no, I mean, crazy, crazy week to... Bad type of shit just happens in the NFL. Bad teams beat good teams. This shit just happens. It totally and I don't happens. think it perpetually and repeatedly happens. It levels out. Well, and I think week three is the time when things that are surprising start to return to what your expectations were, right? Like, nobody would expect the Bengals to be 0-2 right now. Nobody no. would expect the Colts to be 0-2 right now. But... Things have a way of working out over the long term, right? So that's why I think the challenge in bidding week two, I'm sorry, betting week three, is that our minds are just geared to think about what we saw in the first two weeks, but we have to incorporate what our outlook was before the season starts, because it's rare that we were just completely off. It happens, but in this case, I have a hard time thinking that this 0-2 record is indicative of what the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be over the course of the year. And if you got to get right, what's a better way to get right than just coming out and mollywopping the New York Jets? I love the phrase fucking mollywopping. I know. It's such a good one. Such a fucking good one. Love a good mollywop. But 
yeah, you've presented your case nicely, sir. And uh, I dig it. I dig your question marks in the underpants profit scheme bet. And that rounds out our three bets apiece. That leaves us at prop time. You want me to go first again on the prop? Yeah, keep it going, man. Keep it going. Keep it going full speed. Too sweet to be sour. Too nice to be me. Solid. Solid work there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him all day. I've never done anything like this before on the prop bet parlay. I have a quarterback over one and a half touchdowns. Beautiful. And over 214.5 passing yards. 214 and one and a half. Solid work. Lamar Jackson. I told you I was going to take a much better quarterback this time. Well, at least you're not betting him over one and a half rushing touchdowns like you wanted to last week. Yeah. Well, I did that. I, for the record, I did do that mistakenly. I know. But I did do that. And he, he almost got there. I, mean, I came very close to getting there, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, this one, I, uh, I wanted to stick with my theme because last week I said I would continue to pick better quarterbacks as I went through this. So after Jameis just fucking fully Jameis to me. Super Jameis. Just, I got fully Jameis in the face, like just covered in Jameis in the worst way possible. Four fucking interceptions, no touchdowns. Just Jameis Winston is still in there, folks. Brutal. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, I was like, you know, give me a, give me my favorite quarterback in the league. Give me, give me the guy that I just like the most and is genuinely very talented. And uh, I think Lamar Jackson has himself a great week this week. This feels like the get right for me personally bet after doing this first with fucking. Uh, who did I start this with? What, Baker. Baker. Yeah, that's right. I went from Baker to Jameis. I got to get myself right. Like, fucking went with two bad quarterbacks to start my season. I'm going to pick a former MVP. I'm going to pick one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I'm going to get him with pretty low numbers to attain in both those categories. Two fourteen and a half, one and a half is it's reasonable. Reasonably low. I guess the question is going to be, do they have to pass the ball that much? That's... Yeah. No, that's... That will that's be... It. That will be what it uh, comes down to. But I'm feeling it. Feeling hella good, so I'm going to keep on dancing. A little No Doubt reference up in this piece. God almighty. Man. <laughs> These are getting more and more obscure as we go here, folks. Yeah, that's my that's my prop bet. I don't know why I keep making my prop bet into many little prop parlays. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I have a bonus singular prop bet as well. Do you want to do it now, or should I, should I give you mine first? Actually, give me yours first, and then I'll uh, because I also parlayed my singular prop bet. But I did these things separate. Did you hear the words that just came out of your mouth? I also parlayed my singular prop. bet. Well, no, because I made it both as a single bet, and I weaved it into this parlay. No, okay, yeah. So there, there are separate things in this instance. Would you like fries and a drink with that? No, but can you make it a combo? Yeah. It's like pretty um, much what you just did. Yeah, but then I got bonus fries. So that it'd be like getting a and combo an extra fry. And an extra side of fries. Daddy That's, likes that. This is the place where you say daddy likes yeah, that. Yeah, daddy likes that quite a bit. Bonus yeah. spuds. Daddy likes extra spuds. Yeah, dude. Your boy loves some crispy French fries. <laughs> Minus, the noise. Prop bet me. It's simple. It's easy. We're not going to get too deep into this. Uh, Damian Pierce over 58.5 rushing yards. I almost played him in my DFS. I was really close to playing Damian Pierce in my DFS. I almost did, too. Uh, Damian Pierce had 15 carries for 69 yards in week two. More importantly, he got every carry by a Houston Texans running back in that game. 
He didn't cede carries to anybody. The Bears have the worst rushing defense in the NFL, giving up 189 yards a game. Damn. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> nice. That's it. Succinct. Succinct. Swift. To the point. My guy's not fucking around here. Why use many words when few word do? I like that reference. Sea yeah. world. Sea world. God damn it. Oh, man. That's just that's just great stuff, man. You're doing awesome. You're doing a great job. You're really on a roll today. I like the cut of your jib. Mm. Yeah. I like the way you lay it down. So, yeah, those are props. We did it. We prop betted it up. No, you've got another one. Well, yeah, so I'll, that'll segue nicely into my parlay. So here's my the singular oh. prop I took is Aaron Jones first to score a touchdown in that game, plus 600. First to score a touchdown. Yeah, first to score a touchdown. First player to score a touchdown in that Green Bay-Tampa Tampa. Bay game. Aaron Jones plus 600 felt pretty nice. I like that. Like Green Bay is missing a ton of wide receivers. They're obviously going to get their top four wide receivers yeah. didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, they're going to continue feeding Aaron Jones the ball a shitload in a variety of ways. I'm stunned that's that high. I guess Tampa Bay's rush defense is so good. That's the only explanation. Yeah. But like, that's it high. Could a, it could be a receiving touchdown. It's I literally know. just the first player to score a touchdown. I, th- I think that'll be Aaron Jones. So, yeah, plus 600. And then I made this parlay two ways. One way is. <laughs> I made a three-leg version without Aaron Jones involved, and I made a four-leg version with that Aaron Jones bet added on, just because I wanted to see just how juicy the multiplier would get yeah. with a plus 600 bet involved. So this parlay is plus 709 without the Aaron Jones bet involved. So three legs, plus 709. I've got the Lions plus six at the Vikes. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders minus two at Tennessee. And I've got the Texans money line at Chicago. Just outright going to win that motherfucker. Chicago's bad. We alluded a lot to that earlier. Nice. But, yeah, I think the Lions cover this. I think they keep it tight. Might even involve some late game classic Lions backdoor cover action where they're down 17 or down 16 with fucking... Nine minutes left on the clock and score a touchdown and a field goal or some weird shenanigans that just like all of a sudden the Lions lose by three. That Lions line is really high to me. Yeah, plus six. Yeah, they've been pretty good. I mean, I know it, it, it's a, like, yeah, I think know. the Vikings should obviously be favored, but like the Lions have been pretty good. Minnesota's at home, they had one less day to prepare after playing Monday night. I mean, it seems bizarrely high to me. Yeah, plus six felt like a nice number to hit for me. So, yep. The, and then Vegas minus two. I uh, I don't know. I think they'll win against Tennessee, as as you've heard me say Is Tennessee before. a terrible football team? You said yeah. they were the worst team in the NFL. I said we... they're the worst team in the AFC. Remember, I had the AFC worst team and NFC worst teams. I okay. Had, I had Tennessee and the Bears, respectively, as my bottom two teams in the NFL. They look horrible. Yeah, they look really bad. And I think they continue to look really bad, even though this is at Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I like I like Vegas to win comfortably in this game. Like, only having to win by a field goal to cover, sweet. Sign me up for that. Into it. Oh, you want to know what the multiplier was with Aaron Jones added onto it? I do. So, plus 709 without the, with those three legs. Uh 
plus it was it, it's got to be astronomical. Yeah, plus forty-seven fifty-five. Yikes! With the Aaron Jones added on, so forty-eight to one basically. All right. Uh, yeah, love love that big, big time add on to a multiplier there by just tacking on a guy that I think could score the first touchdown in the game. That is my parlay section slash a, a bonus prop. You you've inspired me. And Ooh, I'm, I'm doing I'd like my, to inspire my pals. My parlay is going to be This is fun. This is going to be a just touchdown scorer parlay. Three legs, three guys to score a touchdown. AJ Brown against Washington. Two weeks in a row I've talked about how Washington gets roasted by a team's number one wide receiver, and AJ Brown is flat out the Eagles' number one receiver and just a physical matchup nightmare for anybody in the Washington secondary. Amon Ra St. Brown to score a touchdown. Amon Ra St. Brown is plus 135 to score a touchdown, and this is going to be a high-scoring game. And he really just does not get the love that I think he deserves. I know his career is young, but his last 10 games going back to last year are insane. I mean, if you look at his game log, eight catches, nine catches, six catches, eight catches, 11 catches, nine catches. Last one is going to be Mark Andrews to score a touchdown. Mark Andrews is plus 135. Clearly the receiving focal point of that offense against a New England Patriots team that I don't think is a quality football team. These three together, A.J. Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, and Mark Andrews. As a parlay gets us to plus 1032. A little over 10 to 1. Hell yeah, dude. Love that. I, I completely agree with your point about Amon Ra St. Brown as well. Like I think he's one of the emerging young superstar wide receivers, but he's on the Lions, so the world isn't catching up to that yet. Plus, he still has Jared Goff throwing him the ball, which makes it tricky. To, it doesn't seem to matter. It seems no, to be. No, it doesn't a good... seem to matter. I I agree. I th- I think the I think the kid's money. I'm I'm with you on this completely. I should have just thrown in Hollywood Brown and made it a a, a Brown TD parlay. But I don't think Hollywood Brown has a good game. I think Jalen Ramsey just strictly covers Marquise Brown. That's it. We're parlayed up. Parlayed up, dude. Parlayed up and parlayed out. We're home. We hit our three. NFL plays of the week. We hit our player prop. We covered our weekly parlay. I, <laughs> in retrospect, I might want to maybe I'll just add Aaron uh, Aaron Jones to this one as well. How okay. is that plus six hundred? I gotta. I, I almost. I gotta be honest with you. I almost think I don't believe you. Are you sure? Wait, is that first touchdown scored? Yeah, first touchdown okay. scored of the game. He was the second. He was. He had the second uh, best uh, or the second behind Fournette. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, Fournette was like plus five fifty, and he was plus six hundred. Those are both high. I know. What, what is it? I'm gonna look this up. What is it for no touchdowns scored? I I have no idea. That might not be that crazy. Yeah, I have no idea. Could not tell you, my friend. I will. I just made a bonus DFS on the fly. Oh, I wondered uh, what you but, were doing. I thought you were playing online blackjack or something. No, no, I uh, I kicked that addiction. Actually, I never got addicted to online. I've blackjack. never even heard you talk about it. Yeah, I was just I, fucking with you. I don't really uh, play blackjack that well. It's not my favorite of the table games. <laughs> no, I uh, basically I changed like three things from my base DFS, 
and made an alternate version that I'll, I'll share that one as a more on the fly version at the end as a bonus. Cause I think it's also sexy. The, the one I'm going to, the one I made for this show is sexy and I'll share that as my primary and then I'll rail through this. It's also sexy. One. This is like your side chick lineup. This is also <laughs> sexy. This one's also sexy. I, uh, this is the one that you buy a nice pearl necklace for, but no, no rings. Mm, there's a, it's never mind. It's too easy. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> too easy he's taking he's taking a pass on the easy ones here folks this is a first well let's talk about dfs dog you want to kick it off or do you want to slam a lighter on the table to see who's who no, i'll just first. kick it off I'm, I'm a we'll keep the order going it's do fine it. uh i'm i'm joining the nikki sager crew here after two weeks in a row of nick doing this at quarterback i'm gonna go trevor lawrence this week I didn't do it two weeks in a row i just went cheap quarterbacks two weeks uh, okay in a row. well i want trevor lawrence this week 5400 uh, love the matchup. Love the way that uh, they'll probably be behind in this game, so therefore having to throw the ball a bit extra. But I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair against the Chargers. Uh, I'm really excited. This I'm really excited for this football game. So am I. Like I'm this this is one of the games I'm most excited about on the calendar. There's a handful of games. In spite of it being a murky week for gambling purposes, it's an exciting week for football watching purposes. There's a handful of these matchups that I'm like fucking pumped up to watch. Fucking pumped. Fucking pumped, dog. I'm fucking pumped out here. It's gonna be a good week of football. It's a good week of football. I'm out here pumped and excited, elated even. I've been to two websites and I can't. There are no touchdown props for this Packers Bucks game where I'm looking. Weird. Yeah, I did it on skeezers. Canadians are always behind, man. Fucking Canadians. But, uh, yeah, that's my quarterback, plain and simple. Uh, I like the cut of his jib. We've talked about it. <laughs> Have you said that twice today? I've gotten a couple jib references in. Yeah, yeah, it's a good week. So we talked about it preseason in, uh, in our Hot Takes episode and in our season, uh, pre- season preview stuff that we were both high on Trevor Lawrence for a good bounce back year. And I think through a couple weeks he looks like a better quarterback than he did last year. And I think he's going to continue to develop and have a really strong season this year. Do you know what a flying jib is? Uh, that's a boat, but it's a something. It's a boat term, right? It's got something to do with a sailboat. Yeah, a flying jib. Something to do with a sail specifically, but I don't know. Yeah, I think the fly, I think a flying jib is like part of the mechanism that swings the sail. I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I think I'm well, right about one this. of I the play. sails. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm I'm far from a sailing expert, but I I do believe it's it's part of the mechanism that swings one of the sails. You did better than I expected on the flying jib question. Nice. Sweet. I like to exceed expectations. Who do you got for a quarterback, man? Uh, Well, I I hinted earlier at the fact that you were going to like this because you were a fan of a lot of points in the Eagles-Commies game, so I'm rolling out Jalen Hurts. Nice. Jalen Hurts. (laughs) It's amazing to me that... First of all, you called this, so I'm going to throw some props your way. Maybe you got a little bit fortunate in calling this because of the injury. That might not necessarily guarantee that he was going to have a bad year. But you were all over Trey Lance not having a good season. And he didn't look good before he got hurt. He looked bad before he got hurt. But, yeah, uh, time will tell. I uh, My Trey Lance bust call will continue into when he returns next year. But long story short, if you were to bet this before the season started, you would have got higher odds, more favorable odds on Jalen Hurts winning MVP than Trey Lance, which is mind-boggling to me. But 
It is what it is. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been playing incredibly good football. He's running around like a maniac. He's forcing the ball to A.J. Brown, who I already discussed is going to be very difficult for Washington to cover. Pretty good value here. $8,000. High for me for a quarterback. High indeed, sir, but you love the matchup, as noted. You love the propensity for points in this matchup, obviously. I misspoke. 8100 not 8000 even. Man, you lying son of a bitch. Dime. Dime, motherfucker. Fucking this guy over here. Extra 100, man. That's make or break, yo. 8100 It's really high for me on quarterbacks. It's, it's a, a lot. 2000 higher than what I usually spend. It's expensive. It's a high, That's a elite wide receiver one price tag. Bring it back. Running Bring back. back. Running back. Uh, Aaron Jones, 7400 There it is. First As touchdown. As I mentioned earlier. I think he gets the first touchdown. I think he finds the end zone a couple times, potentially. Uh, I said potentially. Not like, I wouldn't bet that prop. I wouldn't go that far on, on a prop on it. I was but only... I think he's got, no, no, no. I, I wasn't laughing at at your... Prog- well, I was kind of laughing at your prognostication, but not at your choice of Aaron Jones. I was laughing because I'm still trying to find somewhere to find touchdown props on this game, and I've been to three places, and I haven't found any. BetMGM has the total number of touchdowns in the whole first half is only one and a half. Which is whoa preposterous. Jesus. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. One and a half touchdowns. Now, granted, it's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, and both of them no are missing wide like, receivers. all their weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Bucks just signed Cole Beasley. <laughs> yeah, man. Times are hard out here. When, uh, when times get hard, you call Cole Beasley. Everybody knows that. <laughs> but... No, man, I I think Aaron I think Aaron Jones is going to have a great day because there's no one else to do anything offensively. Who are you going to call? Aaron Cole Jones. Beasley. It's Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They're going to get their numbers <laughs> called a fucking lot. And uh good good Ghostbusters reference by the way. Sorry. Beasley. I jumped I I I jumped all you over let your me. Ghostbusters reference. My bad. Tromped. Trampled your joke. My bad. Fucking Cole Beasley. <laughs> it's just so funny. That just made, that just tickles me. Uh, <laughs> Cole Beasley looks like a tickler. He looks yeah. like the guy that would just tickle you in the locker room. I heard someone say, and then that, laugh when your towel falls off. <laughs> that's a bees maneuver right there. That's bro. the bees, man. He that's how he gets down. Yep. I heard someone say that Cole Beasley is a f- perfect fit in Tampa Bay because he's a white dude against vaccinations who likes rap music a lot. It's as Floridian as it gets. Yeah, that's like so Floridian yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% fits. Uh, Aaron Jones, $7,400. Love that fucking uh, action. He's going to get all, all up in it. I wanted to squeeze a vaccination joke in there, but I was like, maybe I'll just leave anything like this. Really, I'll leave this out of the podcast. But I'm glad you did it. Yeah, it's a fun joke. We can we can laugh now. Um, I'm gonna hit you with both of my running backs back to back. Ooh, a little back to back. B two B, not to be confused with simply B two B two B. This is my game mini stack, and it's interesting because I don't think most people would ever put together a mini stack like this, which I like because it's somewhat contrarian. But it's a game that I think is going to feature a lot of points. So I went Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift running back, running back. Mini stack, Vikings-Lions game. I think there'll be a lot of points scored. Dalvin Cook has not performed well at all. But if he's going to, I mean, the Lions defense is the – this is the door to do it, right? I mean, we saw 
three different Philadelphia running backs score touchdowns in week one. Uh, it's a prove-it game. It's a <laughs> get this guy right, get him some numbers, get his confidence up. And DeAndre Swift is just a monster. I mean, I don't have a lot more to say about this. He's a focal point in the offense. Side He's not going to stop being a focal point in the offense. Agreed. DeAndre Swift, total monster. But side note on the Dalvin Cook thing. Um, if any savvy early season traders out there are looking to buy low on certain guys. I'm think, trying to do it. I'm trying to, this, I'm trying to buy Dalvin Cook. Do you think Dalvin Cook is worth the buy, buy low? I'm in the process of trying to work something out. It involves me giving up Patrick Mahomes. Oh, man. But I'm... I'm throwing in a second piece with Patrick. Well, whatever. We can just throw it out there. I'm curious to hear what you think of this, but I would be giving up Mahomes and Alvin Kamara, and I'd be getting Dalvin Cook and Michael Pittman. Oh, this has been in the talks for a little bit. You've been uh, you've been in negotiations for this one for a minute. Because I thought seen... that's why you brought it up. No, I had just uh, I just was thinking out loud about is Dalvin like I've been I've been eyeballing some running back trades in a league. And I was trying to get your opinion on if Dalvin Cook is worth a buy low. He's a guy I would be all over, Sweet. trying yeah. to target. That's one of them. He's on my target list because I, I, too, think he's going to play better than the first couple weeks have shown. Yeah. Um, no, that's I, I think that trade's interesting for both parties, especially if you've got a quarterback situation that's worth a damn behind Patrick Mahomes. Then, like, why not? It's Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, th- I think Russell Wilson's going to have a good year by the time it's all said and done, in spite of some shaky business starting out over there. In spite of Nathaniel can't hack it. <laughs> God, that joke's so funny to me. I don't care how many times it's made. God. Sometimes things are just simple in life, Nick. And that includes my taste in bad jokes. Dalvin Cook, 8,300. DeAndre Swift, 8,000. I'm going heavy at running back again. But... I, I, I'm I like the mini to see stack. where you went cheap in this thing. So far, you've got eight G's tied up in your first three players. I know. Well, I always do that. I usually do that at running back, but I, I it's going to be a mini stack that's not going to be popular. Like it's definitely not going to be a common tandem right. of running backs, which I like because that's how you get to the top of the heap here, right? You know, hypothetically, I'm not playing to win thirteen dollars. I'm playing to win a fucking million dollars. <laughs> that's the dream, folks. All right, dig it. You done did it. You done did good. So that means I have to give you a running back now? Please. Um, I'll, I'll do it. I went with uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Holy for fuck. 4,300. All right. You got to throw a couple darts on the cheap side, as Nick and I have talked about repeatedly in DFS here. And he's gotten some light involvement though, thus far, but I think this is the type of thing that if if the Colts are legitimately bad, and th- we're going to really find out this week if if the Colts are legitimately bad and the Chiefs have a big old lead, odds are pretty good. That's a good time to trot out your second string running back and get him some touches and get him involved. And maybe he scores a touchdown in uh, garbage time as they just keep laying it on thick against the Colts because oh. I think the Chiefs are way better than the Colts. Be- you sound like you're you're advertising a barbecue restaurant right now. A big old lead. Laying it on thick. <laughs> yeah. I would eat at that barbecue restaurant. I, I, I know you would. Um, It'd be called Thick Boys. Beautiful. Yeah, it's just a picture of a fat guy. Thick Boys. Thick Boys. Not like a pig wearing overalls? How many barbecue Ooh. restaurants have their icon as a pig wearing overalls? Uh, a lot, I presume. Quite a few. 
I like where your head's going. I mean, if this game gets out of hand, there's no reason that Pacheco shouldn't get any touches. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and again on the note of making lineups that are going to be unique. I don't think he's going to be a heavily played guy. So if he does have a decent day, I'm one of not that many that will have played him. And at a nice cheap price tag that allowed me to spend money on other things. No, I can play that angle. I think that, well, I mean, listen, this just is what it is. The game's going to have to get out of hand for him to get those touches. Uh, Sure. 12 carries, 62 yards, and a score in week one against Arizona in a game that got out of hand. Yep. Only two carries for six yards last week against the Chargers. But if you think this game gets out of hand, you can throw him in for a low price. Play the game, baby. That's the hope here. It's like, if the Colts are legitimately bad... This has the potential to be a really sexy little play. Come at me with one wide receiver, because I hit you with back-to-backs. I will come at you with one wide receiver, yep. and it's a really big one. Justin Jefferson, 9,300. Uh, phenomenal week one. Complete dud of a week two. I think he's in for a phenomenal week three. I think the Lions' defense has been giving up yardage to all sorts of positions on the field offensively. I think that being at home... In what I'm presuming is a high-scoring game. I think the Lions-Vikes is quite a bit of a weird shootout over there in the NFC North. I do, too. Well, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love it, man. Give me Justin Jefferson. I've been, wanting a, I've been wanting a reason to cheer for him all season in fantasy regards, and I didn't get to draft him in any of my normal leagues. So that's another element that I like of DFS. It's like where I get my chance to buy in on a guy that I had a lot of faith in preseason but didn't quite get in any of my drafts sure uh looking forward to getting in the Tua game eventually i i missed out on Tua in all my drafts <laughs> which i really wanted to draft him and i really believed in him this season and just never wound up getting to do it so that'll be a guy i'm looking forward to playing in dfs sometimes as well wish i would have last week but you know would have could have and should have as they go yeah justin jefferson not much to say there you know just one of the best receivers in football as That's everybody it. knows Done and done. Who's your first wide receiver? AJ Brown. Nice. The, that's how I. Uh, it's half of my wide receiver stack in the Philly Washington game. Everything. I, there's nothing to say about this as I, that I haven't already said. I talked about it when I put him in to score a touchdown in my parlay. It's a terrible matchup for Washington cornerbacks. He's big, bruising. Hurts loves feeding the ball to him. Uh, he's like again eight thousand, so I've gone over eight thousand on four straight guys. Yeah, man, you got some weird cheapness coming down the stretch that I'm excited weird to hear. Cheapness. I'm excited to hear where you went cheap on all these. The, basically, the rest of your lineup after this. Um, do you want me to just come at you with the rest of my how, my bring back? Because you know I've got a bring back, right? If I throw you yeah, my stack, I've got the bring the, back. Yeah, yeah, hit me with the bring back. So my bring back is uh, it, it's my man, my man that I love that I just was a year early on, uh, Curtis Samuel. So my Redskins bring back is Curtis Samuel. Two games in a row, eight receptions for 55 yards and a score, seven receptions for 78 yards and a score. I mean, the guy gets targets. The guy's going to probably be operating out of the slot, right? I presume we're looking at X and Y being Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, predominantly being covered by Darius Lay and James Bradbury, who are the two guys that you don't want your wide receiver covered by, right? So the bring back makes sense to be this lock guy that gets a lot of targets in a game that I think they're going to have to throw the ball, who happens to have scored two weeks in a row. 
I uh, I had Curtis Samuel in the early draft of this one, and he wound up getting shelved to make something different happen last minute. But uh, love the Curtis Samuel play again this week. I too was on some Curtis Samuel action last week. I, uh, I started him in one of my matchups actually, even which was uh, solid which worked out nicely. Sixty three hundred Curtis Samuel. Yeah. So we Still already talked nice about my time. we did my mini stack, we did my stack and my bring back. So all I've got left is fun things. Uh, do you have a shack attack? <laughs> I, I actually looking at this, it seems like. Or do you have a snack pack? Oh, everybody I have left is—they're actually all pretty small individuals. Mm, generally, so a speaking. bunch of snack packs. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I like that. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Love, love some little guys. He's just what? a little guy. <laughs> I don't know why I love little guys. How many? That was like three movie references in two sentences. Yeah, I got a squid, dude. Uh, you get a lot of squeeze out of this, Barry. I don't think that's a... Was that a movie reference? A lot of juice from this bear. No, it's just... just the older the bear, the sweeter the juice? I don't know what that Bear reference. down for midterms. Bear down for midterms. Bear down for midterms. That's right, folks. Uh, I got I got two receivers coming at you. Okay. We're going we're gonna to bing and bong them. Uh, DK Metcalf. Bing. 6,100. Um, I mentioned lightly earlier. I like the sea bag. Or actually, I, I didn't mention you. Haven't talked about this at all about this in at any all. way. No, nope. first time broaching the subject. We haven't even talked about that game. That's true. All right, so let's talk about the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, bing. The, well, Bing. We'll talk about the Seattle Seahawks. I think they win comfortably at home. Do you remember the Microsoft version of Google that was called Bing? I do. Is that still out? Bing still exists. Anytime I buy a computer and the default browser is Bing, I'm like, I bought the wrong fucking computer. Yeah, yeah. This is how I know I got the wrong one. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. No, Bing still exists. It's still out there. I wish Bing had turned into a verb the way that Google has. Yeah. Like, people always talk about Googling things. Yeah. It'd be sweet if people said they were binging Hey, man, things. Bing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I like it as a word a Wait lot. Up, let me let me Bing this real quick. Yeah, I got a Bing bong it. But, yeah, no, I love DK Metcalf, love the Seahawks at home this week. Bonging, for the record, completely different activity from binging. Yeah, but you, so you can you can bing how I know to bong, where this is gonna but go. you can't bong how to bing. No, but you can bong, you can bing while, while you, bong. you bong. Oh, wait, bong while you bing? You can bong while you bing and you can bing while you bong. Simultaneous activities. Yeah, those, those two activities certainly, uh, and as a matter of fact, one might need to bing more frequently uh, if they've bonged more frequently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That holds up. So, yeah, <laughs> Seattle. Talk about the game a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the attempted mission here. Sorry about that. That's okay. Seattle Seahawks going to win themselves a football game at home. Uh, who the fuck are they playing again? I, I didn't write that. Part. Quality analysis. Yeah, I know, killing it. Hi, uh, Atlanta. They're playing the Falcons. Ah, yes. The terrible Atlanta Falcons. There it is. There yep. it is. This that, is the, that's, the yeah. top-notch D's analysis of, well, the Falcons are not a good football team. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, hey, I'm a gut they guy. They suck. I'm a gut guy. I'm a G2. <laughs> We've talked about this many times here, folks. I'm a gut guy. Seattle, not great. But at home, with one of the best uh, home field advantages in football, 12th man, going to erupt. <laughs> DK Metcalf, going to erupt. Things are going to get spicy for the Seabirds. And my cheapest play of the day. This is your bong. My bong, This yeah. guy's cheaper than Isaiah Pacheco. 
cheaper by a thousand dollars than Holy Isaiah Pacheco. Tits. Got any thirty three hundred guesses for me? I didn't even scroll that far down the board, which is amazing considering I spent eight G's on over on four different guys. Thirty three hundred. Can you give me a I don't like can you give me a conference? NFC wide receiver. Noah Brown? No, Ooh. he's that's Monday night. That wouldn't work. Equinemius St. Brown? <laughs> that's a good guess, but no. No. Uh he's in one of these matchups that we like to be very high scoring. It's a matchup we've talked about a good amount actually in this episode. Isaiah McKenzie? No, sir. He's probably uh, higher than 3,300. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. He's uh, got to be higher than uh, Khalif Raymond. Holy fuck. Khalif Raymond uh, is the type of guy that like three or four times a year, the past couple years in a row for the Lions, has had one big-ass play that gets him a good amount of points. And I feel like this high-scoring game feels like the type of game where Khalif Raymond could have one 55-yard touchdown in him. Do you know that Khalif Raymond hasn't caught a pass this year? I did not know that. (laughs) But at 3,300, we're throwing a dart, man. He's throwing a dart. It could be a complete and total bust. But if he has one big-ass play, that's all we're looking for here is one home run play. I mean, listen, I played a $2,500 tight end in week one that hasn't caught a pass this year either. Yeah, so exactly. You throw darts in these DFS because that that to me is how you build – the big money thing is you gotta you gotta hit on a guy no one sees coming. No, there's, I mean that's you gotta throw these no cheap darts on this. So Cleve Raymond thirty three hundred. The Lions have a matchup that, as we've talked about repeatedly on here, is going to be a high scoring affair in our opinion. So why not Cleve Raymond? Give it a whirl, and if it doesn't work out, well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. C two cookie <laughs> crumbles. $6,100, Garrett Wilson. Nice. That's uh, a sweet play. This is basically just playing for the the Hail Mary Joe Flacco heroics, baby. That's pretty much what led him to over 100 yards and a score plus one. Uh, last week, if it's going to happen, it's going to be late in the game. I do think Cincinnati dominates this game, and Flacco comes out throwing the ball all over the place in the second half. Hopefully the Bengals score a touchdown with no reason with two minutes left, and I uh, get a little more garbage points. But I like Garrett Wilson emerging as the number one threat on this team. 6,100. Kid looks really good. Dude looks like he's going to be a very good wide receiver in this league. I like that as a relatively low price tag for a guy with his potential, at least. And, uh, God, I'm so fascinated where you saved money. You're yet again above 6000 Where are the savings on this team? I'm excited to find out. Thrilled. Titillated. Ooh. T2. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that now it's a race to see who notices when we use the same letter twice in a row. But now I'm I'm very frustrated. I'm frustrated and flabbergasted, F2, uh, because I can't think of what the uh, Judgment Day. T2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2. Oh, nice. That's Good what movie. I was trying to come up with. Uh, best movie of the franchise? Without a doubt. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, would, I would say that that one's probably by a mile, in fact. But I'm up to tight end now. Is that where we stand? Do it. Tight. Gerald Everett, 4,400. 
like the way he's been playing through two weeks. Seems like he's going to continue to maintain a role in the offense. It's kind of nice to see a cheap price tag tight end emerging with some consistency. I like him to do it again, y'all. Run it right back. Wicka, wicka, wicka. <laughs> chicka, chicka, bow, wow. Bow, bow. Chicka, chicka. It's going to be an even better play if Keenan Allen does not suit up, which it looks like he will. However, hamstrings hamstrings are tricky, man. A hamstring Hammies injury can go from one to four weeks out of nowhere. Yeah, those, or it can at least limit you. Those hammies can be hampering. Do it. I did it. Gerald Everett. H2. Oh, yeah. Hammy's hampering. Oh, oh yeah. See, I, I had a C in the middle there that, uh, that I didn't notice because of. Yeah. You're right. H2. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. That's really bad. Sorry, guys. They can't all be winners. You know, when, when you're talking to a microphone for some odd hours a week, you're going to throw some bad jokes out there. Exhibit A, me. $6,400, Darren Waller. Oh. Jesus, where the fuck did you save money in this lineup? Um, <laughs> fuck, what do you have left that could have possibly kept you below budget? Hunter Renfro might be in the doghouse on this Raiders team. A couple different fumbles. Uh, Darren Waller's going to keep getting targets like he always does. Six catches, 50 yards for a touchdown against the Cardinals. I hate the Titans. I think their defense is horrible across the middle. Bad linebackers. Do you take Renfro out of the scheme? Open up the middle of the field. Waller should be a high target, high profile tight end. Sixty four hundred dollars. Simple, precise analysis. Yeah, we uh we like Darren Waller around these parts. We loved Darren Waller last year and got burnt by that a bit too much. That shit happens. But uh, we're now at a at a more central, more peaceful middle ground with Darren Waller where we like him, and I think that's the better place to be with him. If you love Darren Waller, you've gone too far. If you like Darren Waller, you're in a good place. <laughs> it's the place to be. It's the place to be. The like zone. Flex. Flexing. Jalen Waddle, 6,800. I knew this was going to be an expensive. Wait, how much? 6,800. Wow. Yeah. Cheaper than I would have thought. Top five receiver in yardage this year. Top three? Top three receiver in yardage this year. Yeah. Um, this was one where I just like I saw the price tag when I was still putting together my wide receivers, and I was like, I'm gonna keep going cheaper for now, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I get this guy in by the end. Yeah, yeah. And he just wound up being in at my flex by the time it was all said and done. But this is a price tag that's gonna keep going up, folks. Don't expect to see Jalen Waddle below seven grand again this year. Get in this week because I think that price tag's gonna keep rising. I think he's gonna sit in the eight thousand range most of the season by another week or two because he looks fucking dynamic and that offense looks really good and he's just gonna keep getting monster targets and doing monster things and it's gonna be awesome monster targets and monster things yeah that's right mt mt2 it's a stretch it's a stretch it's fine m2t2 uh 5100 greg dorch arizona cardinals number two receiver greg dorch Week one, seven catches on nine targets, 63 yards. Week two, four catches on four targets, 55 yards and a score. This hinges on my notion that I think Jalen Ramsey just plays lockdown Marquise Brown, which leaves Greg Dortch open for a revolving door of cornerbacks in the Rams secondary that are nowhere near as talented as Jalen Ramsey. Kyler Murray is not afraid to throw to him. He's caught 11 out of 13 balls thrown his way. 
It's going to be a pretty integral part of the offense for the time being. The Dorch. It's like fun it's, to say. It is fun to say. Yeah. My guy Dorch out there. I just I I want him to score a touchdown so bad somewhere when I'm in public so I can just yell Dorch. Big dick Dorch out here. And see how BB many people two. know what I'm talking about. Dorch. <laughs> yeah, no, you're gonna get like one random guy at the back of the grocery store that's like badass Dorch. Yeah, exactly. Badass Greg Dorch. Yeah, son. Say it again. It's fun. It feels good. Badass Greg Dorch. 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 Seriously, what? The ma- I'll I'll need to hear your whole lineup at the end of this here because the math is seeming like it'd be too you'd be too high by now. I haven't heard where your savings come in. Damn it. Anyway, we're up to defenses, right? The boring part. That's it. That's the we should just start doing defenses first. I feel like it's like so anticlimactic ending on a boring ass defense when we talk about DFS. It's more fun to end on like a flex. I think we should just throw it in the middle. Just like someone right. in the middle. Oh, by the way, I took blank as my defense. You don't want to start. Okay, I understand why you don't want to end on a boring note. You're right. You, you don't want to start, start on either. a boring note. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't. Be... No, we're just gonna from now on we'll present it in, like the gap between our like running backs. Bet- and exactly receivers. what I was gonna say. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. Sweet. Oh, by the way, this is my defense. They're cheap as fuck. Yeah. Uh, on. Panthers D twenty six hundred. <laughs> uh, just watched Jameis throw four picks last week. Why not play Panthers defense? Why not? Yeah, playing against the fucking uh, Saints. Sweet. Hopefully Jameis is fully Jameis again and gets a couple turnovers in the cut. And the Panthers D does some big cat stuff and uh, fucking scratch their way to victory. uh, Atlanta Falcons, 3,700. Oh, man. I don't like your sea bags, man. I know you're. I can't can't get behind that. Yeah, no. Um, Listen, I'm far from in love with the Falcons' defense, but they have two really good cornerbacks. They can slow the running game down, and I'm just – I'm going to fill it in with a cheap-ass defense. That's where I'm going. Nice. Bottom line it. Bottom line it. 3,700 for the Falcons, you said? Yeah. Man, I got fucking Panthers for 26. Wow. So you're just me, you're just reeling from your four int Jameis Winston performance. I am. It's true. No, 100. percent This is definitely reactionary to last week for me, big time. But that's fine. Well, it was I'm also well, it was the combination of that and them being really cheap. Yeah. I saw 2600 and I was like, fuck yeah, all right. 2600 yeah. for any defense playing against Jameis Winston feels like a reasonable call. Fair. But uh, give me your whole rundown with price tags, uh, top to bottom. Jalen Hurts, 81. Dalvin Cook, 83. DeAndre Swift, 8. A.J. Brown, 8. Curtis Samuel, 63. Garrett Wilson, 61. Darren Waller, 64. Dorch, 51. Falcons, 37. That feels like it should be so over mathematically in my head. I didn't do the math as you were going. $0 left. Wow. No, that's crazy, man. Fuck yeah. So that's some... Remember earlier I had 2K left and I squeezed in DeAndre Swift. Ah. Nice. All right, so mine top to bottom was Trevor Lawrence, 5,400. Aaron Jones, 7,400. Isaiah Pacheco, 4,300. Justin Jefferson, 9,300. DK Metcalf, 6,100. Khalif Raymond, 3,300. Gerald Everett, 4,400. Jalen Waddell, 6,800. And Panthers D, 2,600. Um... I also made, as I mentioned, on the fly based on this was all based on the Nick huh. Damian Pierce thing. So I, I rebuilt. I, I took a few pieces out of that one I just made, named and made a 2.0 version, which is 
Matt Stafford, 6,500. Aaron Jones still, 7,400. Damian Pierce, 5 Gs even. Jamar Chase, 8,100. Tyler Lockett, 5,800. Then kept Khalif Raymond, Gerald Effort, Jalen Waddell, and Panthers D. Solid work. So I changed four of those pieces. And I like both versions of that. Both are, both are pretty fun. We did it. We parlayed up. I gave you a parlay. You gave me a parlay. Then we did more stuff, and you gave me a DFS, and I gave you a DFS. And that's the whole Friday Five. That's the that's it. Those are the things that we do on the Friday Five. We have Survivor, we survivor it, baby. That's it. And then we're that's out of it. here. We, we close it down. My Survivor pick is my first really squirrely one of the season. Uh, as we talked about there was a lot of confusion when looking at these games and making these picks. So I'm taking, I'm throwing a dart on this one a little bit, but I, I think the Falcons are really fucking bad. <laughs> I'm going with the Seahawks at home to survive in advance. Sea bags, baby. I don't have a lot to say about this. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, I a, think it's a ballsy call. It's a dirty week too. It's a dirty I mean, week. There are a lot of teams that I, I think are going to be the most commonly picked teams that are certainly capable of losing. I think the Chiefs are capable of losing. Yeah. I think the Chargers are capable of losing. Those are I, eyeballed, be... I eyeballed both of those and was like, I want to save both of those for elite teams for times that I like it more. Yeah. I'm not a fan of, of saving your elite teams, but I understand why you want to do it this week because I, all of the ones where I think they're confident plays are, are nerve-wracking. Yes. that That's... An, in this week's regard, I agree with you. Where I was like, none of all of the elite teams feel like there's a slight trap to them in some way. Yeah. Um, I took the Bengals. Prove it. Cincinnati. Fuck Joe Flacco. Bounce back. B2. Yeah. Nice. Dude. That, I respect that. That's a good call. Um, I have an insanely tough time seeing the Bengals being 0 3. I don't buy it. I think they're just. I think they're better than they've played so. I far. have an insanely tough time seeing the Bengals being zero and three with losses to the Steelers, Cowboys, without Dak Prescott and Jets. Yeah, that seems. Yeah, that locker room is going to be a fucking disaster if that happens. Whole ass nightmare for sure. I'm gonna. Here's here's a call. Ready? If the Bengals start out zero and three, there's no way they win more than six games this week, this year. Like that's a like quit for the rest of the year type of start. Yeah. No matter how much character you have on that team, I think. Yeah, man, it, uh, that would be some real dirty, disgusting stuff. <sighs> a little D two there. You're just doing it on purpose. Now. Yeah, that, that was forced. It was a little forced. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Bring us home. Uh, country road, please. Uh, to the place where I belong. Come on. Went older. Too old for that music reference. Sorry, there, guys. Oh. Uh, I will bring us home by saying thank you to all of you for listening to D two B two Sports here. And I'll mention, like, the things that all podcast hosts mention because they're important. It's, like, the five stars and the likes and the follows and the comments and, like, all that various shit. Do the stuff, guys. Fucking be cool. You know, just, like, click, 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 love the kids. You know, just a couple of clicks and you help some aspiring podcasters achieve their dreams. We're not too proud to bribe you, but we're not going to start bribing yet. Yeah, man, we uh, we need to develop some resources. If we get to the we to limited financial success, I'm willing to start bribing. Yeah, we'll get to the bribery I'm not, point. I'm not ashamed. But in the short term, we just you know we hope you dig what you're hearing, and we hope you dig it enough that you'll give a couple clicks on the follows and the likes and the subscribes and the comments and all that stuff. 
you know, five star it up. Also check out all the other stuff over here at Good Fun Media. After the Laugh Track premiering next Thursday, September 29th. Morons in the Multiverse premiering in about two to three weeks. But it's going to be a full slate of podcasting, Monday through Friday. Episodes coming at you with all sorts of various content. We hope you dig what you hear, and we hope that you love each other out there because this world can be a cruel place. So, you know, be nice to each other. Give some hugs. Give some high fives. Give some what's ups. Go enjoy some football. Have some fun. Some what's ups. Some what's ups. Give some what's ups. You know, just like strolling down the street, give all, hey, what's up? The head nod, yeah. The head nod uh, works. The that head counts. Nod, the head nod certainly counts. The classic, we all know it. You, you make eye contact with someone awkwardly, so you just kind of give a little head nod. Yeah, that, give that. Give that type of energy out in the world. And as always, you stay classy, planet Earth. so much as always for listening to all of our weird shenanigans here at d2b2 sports if you haven't yet make sure to check out some of the other cool stuff we're doing here on the good fun media network we've got after the laugh track dropping next thursday september 29th get deep into sitcoms all the stuff we love about them all the various shows all the eras just a bunch of silly ass fun surrounding sitcoms and of course morons of the multiverse diving deep Oh, so deep into the now multiverse of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Stay tuned, because it's going to be a good time.